Black. All right, back with World Strong's Opinions, episode 21 with Tom Evans. Uh, 2022 Open Amateur Arnold World Champion, uh, 2022 Shaw Classic Open Amateur Champion, and most recently uh, this year at the Arnold uh, Classic on the big stage, taking fifth for your kind of your debut in the it, with the big guys. Uh, Tom Evans, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. I appreciate you guys having yeah. me. I'm welcome super to stoked. The show. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, so um, I mean, let's just dive right in. Um, any, I mean, hitting the Arnold stage. How, I mean, how many years have you been been training um, leading up to this, Tom? And um, you know, how many years have you been competing? Really, that's the bigger question. Yeah. How many? I mean, you look like a big guy. You're you've been training a long time. How many years have you been doing strongman? So I, my first ever competition was Delaware Strongest in April 2019. Nice. Uh, this is just a little over four years now, or a little under. Oh, wow. Time flies. Um, yeah, and I, I really didn't start fully training strongman until, like, summer of 18. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, people tell me I haven't been doing it all that long. Um, but I did come with a, you know, training background. So I did have a, you know, decent foundation in um, most of the, you know, just your generic movements. Uh, not necessarily strongman related, but uh, yeah, my first um, strongman training session, I was trying to do uh, axle clean and press with a barbell with a bunch of fat grips on it. And um, uh, yeah, I think that was like somewhere in the summer of 2018. Didn't, didn't go very well to start with, but we've gotten a little better since then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fat grips are, they're weird. They're nothing like an axle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried that once before. The the weird rotational yeah, effect it, and everything. It, it, it didn't work at all. But I was like, I was bound and determined that day to do something strongman related. I feel like I feel like a lot of people. I started with bad grips too, and like realized way. I mean, way a long time ago. Um, but uh, so I mean, you're you're like a coach or a strength coach at uh, is it University of Delaware? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, so I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I uh, assist football and then head men's and women's lacrosse. Um, yeah, so I get to work with a bunch of athletes, uh, all different kinds, all different backgrounds. So, um, you know, you get a really, 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 really nice waiver and work out of it myself, too. Uh, kind of makes it real easy. I'll train a bunch of groups in the morning, um, then I'll do my training session, and then in the evening, have more training groups depending on the season. Yeah. So how does that work exactly with having a full-time job like that? And then a competition like the Arnold, how much time would you take off or how does, well, so I try to not abuse it, but Delaware is extremely supportive of my strongman. Uh, I call it a part-time job, but it's probably really a full-time job for most people. Um, you know, I, I train four hours a day, pretty much four times a week. I don't really go ever go over four days a week. Um, and then, that kind of works within like travel schedule for Delaware. Um, but they're super supportive if it, you know, it's a big competition, like for like national strongman corp, um, obviously Arnold's I've been able to go to, um, I try to get back, back to work quick. Like I, I drove back Monday and uh, next day I was in before 5am on Tuesday, uh, this oh, wow. week. Yeah. So, um, but, we have a great staff and they're willing to help me out. Like, you know, they, they they were all watching it. They had it up on the TVs uh, in the weight room while I was competing. So um, they're very supportive, making sure all my stuff's covered um, and addressed while I'm away competing. Okay. That makes sense. So did you, when did you, did you drive out to Ohio then or did you fly over? Uh, I, I drove, I um uh, the closest airport here is Philly, so that's about an hour of driving just to get to the airport. And then um, I'm the guy that likes to bring way too much stuff. <laughs> like, I got a cooler with, like, $80 worth of Pedialyte, six gallons of water, all the food I can bring, like uh, one of those body tempering rollers, massage gun, all the warm-up stuff I need. Um, so flying... It, it really doesn't work, and every time my bag weighs too much, and I always got to be that guy at the airport that's opening up their suitcase trying to f figure out a way to make it lighter. It happens to me every time. I so, yeah, I, I never pay for that. that. It's ridiculous. I I went 
um, I think my first year I went to Clash uh, in South Carolina was my bag was like, I don't know, 56 pounds. It wasn't even that much over. And they charged me like $150 extra. Yeah, you're better off bringing more bags. Exactly. Which doesn't make any sense. But that, yeah, that happened to my wife, Andy, that her bag was two pounds over. And they're like, oh, you need to make it lighter. So they were like, just put it in your backpack. It's like, is the backpack going on a separate plane? Like, yeah, they they don't want to pick up more than 50 pounds. They're not (laughs) not in their training. That's the issue. It's not in their training. They need need to train strongmen. Everyone should train strongmen, really. I I, I agree. I mean, it's just picking up and moving things. That's that's all it is. Anywhere from rocks to logs, all practical in the real world applications. That makes sense. So uh, you said, so you started out relatively, like, I guess, yeah, four years ago isn't, is actually a decent amount of time, everything. But what made you first consider making that switch, really? Yeah, so well, I was kind of forced out of football, um, really didn't have any opportunities to play anymore. And um, any other attempts probably would have been just beating a dead horse. Um and then about the same time, Born Strong was out on Netflix. And I watched it, and I'm like, shit, I can do some of this. And I realized that was those weights were much heavier than I probably anticipated when I first watched it. Um, but, you know, the, the Born Strong is a, an Arnold movie, so that, that this weekend was like kind of like a full circle. Um, and, you know, I love lifting weights, and I hated running aspect. And... <laughs> Turns out we had a condition for the wheel of pain, so which was probably even worse than just running. But <laughs> um, no, and then I was like, you know, if I, I kind of jump into things that don't really have as much. Um, I don't do a lot of different things for that reason because I don't have the time or the energy. But if you commit, committed to it and kind of kept surprising myself with benchmarks that would beat. And, you know, here we are now. Um, very, very surreal. I don't know if this was ever the plan to start with. Yeah, you've gone so far. I mean, you had a phenomenal performance at the Shaw Classic Open. Like, that was really impressive, especially, too, to be able to come from being, like, five and a half points behind to then yeah, be able to podium. Uh, you know, that's um, the hard thing about strongmen is that they're, every, every event matters the same. Like, the and the way I was looking at it, because I was all worried about my deadlift um, going into Arnold, but I'm like, well, the, the stone throw, which everybody else thinks is stupid, but right now it's my favorite event because I have no disadvantage because nobody else has ever done it. So, like, you know, we were all kind of on the same playing field. I'm like, that's just as many points as deadlift. So, um, which usually tends to work in my favor as I try to be generally a little bit good in everything. Yeah. And I Do you have that's... any background in throwing or – I mean, um, I threw shot put in high school. That's a in discus. That was that was about it. That was the last time I was throwing something. Do you think that helped with that big, big old stone? I, what it did help is so where I work, um, I talked to one of our javelin throwers and got her breakdown of like how obviously speed's way different, um, but I was like trying to visualize like how she takes her steps, where she throws it. And how much room she gives herself to like slow down, or how many steps. Um, so that was really helpful for me, um, and kind of figuring out like where where the power comes from and throw, and where the landing is. I mean the the lead up is so much different than like a shot put or a discus. Um, and obviously, I never did javelin, um, so it was like it's like javelin like plus shot put, but you use both hands. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I, I how I used it, but. Um, but without resting the thing on your head or on your chin. Some guys did. I did it. Um, I didn't like that setup, but, you know, just kind of trying to take principles from different things and apply them to what you're trying to do. Yeah. I, I mean, that's smart. I, I, you know, I think more people in, in like aspiring athletes need to realize how much there is to learn from other sports that carries over and is so applicable to the events that strongmen do. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to throwing. Um, I mean, one of the first things I did, I mean, very similar when, when, as soon as the bag over bar was introduced, I went to a Highland Games thrower. I'm like, teach me how to do weight over bar. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you're, you're seeing a lot of um, 
CrossFit athletes do that to strongmen now because they're trying to figure out how to lift logs since those were becoming yeah. popular in the Oaks. And I mean, um, you know, the way strongmen's going, it's even more and more crossover. Uh, hopefully, we never actually have to do any type of super CrossFit event. But <laughs> at at that what, point, at that point, I'll probably retire. Us little guys have balanced. to do basically CrossFit. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it feels like sometimes. Um, the 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 five or six carry load medley like death medley for forty feet and sprint back. Yeah, that's yeah, basically I, CrossFit. <laughs> the um. I don't know if you saw any of the amateur Arnold, but I thought it was really interesting. The the carry the deadlift to carry the deadlift. Yeah. That that was uh I, oh. I, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that one. Um I, I didn't get to see it live. I just saw it um video highlights of it. Um, Are you talking yeah. about the, the farmer's deadlift? Yeah. They Yeah, they, that's actually been in the Arnold several times. Um that's not new. Uh, but I mean you're kind of pretty pretty new to the sport still. I mean, four years from just your first show to, to the big stages. Um, yeah. uh, I, I want to like say how un, how insanely impressive that is, um, and and it's not. I, I don't know what I want to say. I don't think it's words. I mean, that is not very common. I, actually, I don't even know. I'd be curious to know uh, what the fastest somebody has risen in strongman in the, in in the open, especially. Uh, I mean, because, you know, in past years, it was an invite only and guys would go straight to World Strongest Man. But, you know, in more recent years, there's a there's sort of a process to get to that. And getting that far in four years is is pretty insane. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Definitely had a lot of help and a lot of luck along the way. So just kind of you know, count your blessings and keep going. Um, as you, if you would consider Hooper's rise. Kind of, like, I guess it really wasn't the open rise, but obviously that was stupid quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick too. You're right, uh, and I, I guess I didn't think about it, and I should have because he kind of came out of nowhere too. <laughs> just yeah. suddenly he was he was just competing in in the, uh, the the top tier, and I think a year or two in he was on the podium. So, well, yeah, I don't even think, he he was still calling this his rookie year. He, he said the Arnold was the last rookie event, which I, I don't know if that's fair, but yeah, <laughs> to, to win first place at the Arnold, that's yeah, like, that's a I, decent rookie year. Well, I mean, yeah. to me, I mean, you could win the Arnold in in your first time at at WSM, they'll call you a rookie. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, what, what what does that even mean? So even you know, I I haven't got invited the worlds, but if I get invited the worlds next year, I'm in my mind, I won't be a rookie. I'll be a rookie to that show. Yeah. But. And that's what they do. They'll call you a rookie because it's your first year. Well, they do it all, all constantly, uh, pretty consistently, I've noticed in, in the past. There'll be guys that it'll be the first year at WSM, but they're like already a very accomplished athlete. And they'll refer to him as a rookie. And I'm like, do you yeah. even know this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like 31 years old or ever, whatever different age gaps when they get in that rookie year. Yeah, it's just a funny word they like to use. It helps with the publicity, I'm sure. It definitely does, because it was interesting listening to, I think, the commentary, like, Laz, the way they talked about you. They were like, oh, it's nice that, like, Tom Evans, he's lucky to be here. It's like, no, Tom Evans is a champ. Like, <laughs> you've seen his performances. Like, to well, come in top five was amazing. I, 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 I felt lucky to be there, uh, especially in the start, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's such an honor to compete on that stage, on those iconic, like, I, they probably picked the most three iconic implements in, for that event, at least in my mind, the, the oak, the wheel of pain, and uh, the frame. Like, I can't I can't think of more, like, for a single single implement. Like, obviously, there's stones, but it, it's a set of stones. It's not, like, this specific thing, um, especially with the Austrian oak. I'm like, that that is, to me, that was insane. Like, oh, I'm going to get to lift yeah. the same oak that – a big Z smack like four reps or what, whatever it was that year. So yeah, yeah, that was him and him and Mike Jenkins yeah. went head to head. That was a that was an impressive impressive year. How did it feel to when you hit that rep with the? Uh, were you confident about the four thirty five walking up to it, or how did it feel? I was until the first rep. Then I'm like, oh shit! Like, um, actually, 
the warm-ups didn't go great. I had to redo 380 a couple times, and I actually had to jump from 380 to 430, uh, which is definitely not ideal. Um, but it was – my technique was a little off. Um, I was trying to muscle it up and not using leg drive, and, um, you know, that's what happens when you get adrenaline going. Um, but I've hit it in training. And it was it was all like, all right. How how different is the wood log going to feel than um, the MB Power Center one that I've been training on? Um, I well, they say the wood logs easier to clean. I thought it was I about knocked myself down both times. But um, no, after I hit it, I was like, okay, that's it was a big to me. That was like, all right, you, you've made it now. It's one thing to get invited, but they hit the the iconic implement. Um, for all those fans, I was like, okay, we're rocking now. And it felt a little bit more confident moving forward after that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because I was, I was going to ask. I was like, because some people are saying it was harder. Some people are saying it was easier. Everything. Yeah, so you would I, say I it was easier to clean? I, the clean, yes. But, I, like, that's – if there was a max clean log in Strowman, I would feel really confident <laughs> on that one. Um I don't know, clean just kind of comes naturally to me. I don't really have a struggle with that. Um, yeah, the uh, – I mean, you definitely feel the the massness of, like, how wide it is, but I don't think it's that much heavier. It's not like – I mean, I used to train on the Titan log that was 100 pounds, so I had to – when I was in 400 pounds, 300 of the 400 pounds was on the outside of it, so it kind of felt like that to me. Um and you're rotating every pound of it where like on a Titan log, the the plates may kind of the log may rotate. Yeah. Right? In in the plates don't if I'm saying yeah. that right. Yeah, yeah. So well some like sometimes you get that second whip. Like yeah. You, like uh because I was like using bumpers. Um where you know you would rotate the log and then like the weights would come behind it like a like a millisecond later. We feel right. the difference. Um, but I'm glad I did because I think it's helped me with my clean on the really all kind of cleaning events. Um, those are probably my favorite. I would, I would, I would say. Yeah, and, and and I mean, it definitely probably lends to your power on Atlas stones as well. Yes, if I get a tacky figured out, I've I've managed to mess up tacky two out of two times that I've or on stone runs at least. A um, little bit less pressure when it's max stone. You're like, okay, I can just fix it. Um, for the next rep, um, but that, that's something I'm working on, experimenting with sleeves and trying not to get so damn sweaty. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's always the challenge. <laughs> just turns into syrup, especially when it's hot. Just like oh yeah, just that stick. Especially if you're not the first person to go on a stone run. Like oh, once yeah. everyone else is gone and it's sticking to the floor and there's just tacky everywhere. Yeah, it's just a, a giant mess. Or, or everybody before you used half a jar, and so the stones are like completely just baked in tacky. <laughs> and then it's like you're just get especially when it's hot. Well, I, I've never done a stone run outside. Ooh. I've only done like a over bar, like a one stoner. Yeah. Because um, my my only two ever stone runs was Shaw last year and OSG. Um, so my first stone run was, I guess, arguably that the heaviest stone run that there is. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah that so that's like that's an advantage i think doing stone runs because the first stone will always be really tackied up but the last one would be nice where, where you do like a stone over bar if you're the last person to go like that's what you typically want in most events because that gives you the advantage but on stone i would so much rather be the first person yeah for sure so uh, how how do you train for stones and some of those things? Do you have them at the University of Delaware? Like, have I you brought do. in your own I, strongman stuff? I have hidden in a corner um, a set of like seven stones, like two seventy, like four thirty five. Um, yeah, and my mother in law actually built me um, like the stone platform. So then we have like this wooden stone platform <laughs> that's like the varying heights that I drill the horse stall mats so you load from the horse stall mats and it kind of keeps it from tipping over using a bunch of l brackets because um, I, like, I don't have a wall behind it it's kind of like in the corner of the turf and then there's like grass behind it um i have flipped it once off the screws but we just kind of come back and fix it um so i do train stones outside um 
I'm not worried about anybody stealing or messing with them. I'm just trying to keep them out of the corner. Um, like they have a huge, uh, like two full field practice facility, and then there's like a half field, and then like there's like storage pods. So it's kind of like it's kind of hidden in the back a little bit. Um, but if you're ever at walking out in the fields of recruits, and you know strong, but oh, there's a whole Atlas Stone set over there. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks kind of funny on a football field. You'd be surprised what people will steal, though. Um, we yeah. had a set of kegs outside. They were, I mean, these were like 275 to 400-pound kegs. We're like, nobody's going to take those. We came out one day, all gone. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, and barrels. Those are yeah. two things that people, if you leave barrels outside, they go so fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never had an issue, luckily. Um, yeah. Well, one, the facility is also locked, like, most of the time. It, it would be an athlete or messing with it or – like a club sports or somebody's just visiting, but I'm not too. There's also cameras everywhere. So if anybody's looking at my stones and you really want to steal them, I'll let you have it if you can load them into your truck. <laughs> you you earned it. Oh, sorry. You've earned, you've earned the theft. Yeah. There's a 400-pound sandbag in there too. Again, if you can carry it all the way to your freaking truck, all yours. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> do your athletes ever like do they ever want to do your strongman stuff or everything like yeah how's that? yeah sometimes we actually we did a, a football competition this morning where we did basically the stone throw from the arnold except it was 20 pound med balls but they were throwing it much further so thank goodness um like uh we we uh, incorporate some kind of like we'll do like farmers competitions and obviously like there's a lot of sled push and pull um style of training within football and I use a little lacrosse as well. Um yeah, every once in a while we'll do we'll do really kind of keep it to farmers and mainly because of the like if you do like your competitive right you need you want them to go at the same time you need multiple of the equipment. I kind of only have just have one of everything and it's all for super heavyweight. Um so it can really it's kind of hard to make like a yoke competition where you only have one yoke. Um but we incorporate it, having fun, and sometimes, like if I got a log out, I'll try to pick it up or something. Uh, I got got to keep an eye on it. Not an issue with the the hundred pound time log, but I, I don't want somebody trying to rip that MB Power Center two hundred five off mm. off the ground with no warm up or no technique or anything like that. So, um, or or a circus dumbbell for that matter. I'll let, I'll let them row the circus dumbbell if they want. <laughs> if they can grip it without straps. Yeah, that. <laughs> I would, yeah, so that that kind of solves the problem right there. Yeah. So, what was your favorite moment from the weekend? Or I guess top three of you, because there was probably a ton of great moments with yeah that group I mean, of guys h- hitting the log after really messing up that first rep. Um, like I kind of talked about that. I was like, okay, we're good now. You you belong here. Don't. It's it's not a battle for last place anymore. Um, the so my opening deadlift was actually also like a five pound PR. Um, I, I haven't done a max deadlift since 2021 in comp, so I knew, like I knew I was going to PR because we've been hammering that hard in training, um, and so much so I felt comfortable opening up with the PR. Um, but the, the second deadlift, um, you know that that was a 50 pound PR um, from comp to comp. Um, so I was really excited about that. Tried to save it for a little bit to pull out that 900, but not quite yet. I think I could have squatted it, but we didn't do max squat this year. So anybody's listening, squats are cool and we want more squatting events. (laughs) Tell everybody we want more squatting events. Um, it's always fun to see, especially the big ones with the weights on the side and everything. It's just a Um, fun event. Yeah. Then I mean, my second stone thrower, even though I didn't land it. I freaking it felt awesome, and I, you know, I kind of blew up on the internet a little bit after that. Really wish I would have landed there because I think I think it was somewhere around twelve feet. If it wasn't, it was really close. Um, I, I would just wish I could have landed because I was flapping my arms like a freaking bird. Um, <laughs> and then of course we made it onto the rogue page. I'm like, oh, that's an awesome throw. And then they cut the part out where I like fall over and almost jump on Magnuson. Um, <laughs> But it was still kind of cool. I got like uh, after that, I was like, "Damn, that was that that would have." 
I think it was 12 feet. It felt like 12 feet. I don't know if it actually was. I didn't want to measure it. I was like, don't, don't even bother. Um, but then, like, even Jan Todd was like, I'd give it to you if I could. And I'm like, damn. That would have been really nice to get an event win. But, you know, I, I still take second. Not so bad. Yeah. You don't need to win everything to do well. I mean, it's a strong man. It's a, it's, a, it's a points game. You don't have to take three. As long as you're consistently, you know, in that top, I mean, depending on the size of the, the field, I mean, probably top 15 to 20 percent. As long as you're consistently every event, I mean, you can still win a show. Uh, well, all the time. I mean, yeah, well, that's what Hooper did. He was, yeah. top, he was top three in everything, and I don't think he won anything, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it happens. It happens a lot. And I think a lot of, I mean, especially newer athletes don't really get that, that you don't have to win every event. You don't have to win any events. You just have to be consistent. Consistency yep. is key in the sport. Yep. I, I mean, that's how I kind of got uh, where I'm at was especially in the comps where it's like 40 people, right? In your weight class, it's very much just get top five and everything. And you'll, you'll be in the final and you'll have a really good shot of winning it. Um, uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's the best piece of advice I can give. Make yourself a generalist. If, if you want to win competitions, you want to break records, then that that's a different game. Um, but if, if you can, Send that top three all the way. You'll find a way to get on top. More times yeah. than not. Because that makes a huge difference of like, Martins is great at that yep. and everything. Because you'll see people of like, you can get first in every single event. Like, um, what was it? Maxime Boudreau did um, one of the Arnold qualifiers. He got like first in every event. But if you get last in an event, losing those nine points, like, yep. can set you back hugely. And yep. Yeah, Hooper's just great. Is he as nice in person as he seems online? Because yes. he seems like the typical yes. Canadian, like <laughs> not the typical Canadian. He's like an exceptional, it's like a, the peak Canadian. They're all so nice. No, yeah, he's. Um, I mean, he's been really nice to me. He's kind of taken me under his wing a little bit. Um, great dude. I mean, there hasn't been anybody I think I've run into where I'm like, oh, like I kind of, you know, not as. You know, you always hear about strongman being nice and like a brotherhood. It is like how much of a brotherhood it is, and you know, I experienced that very much. I got to have a good conversation with everybody. Um, definitely got treated way nicer than I did as a rookie in the NFL. Um, so that that was kind of cool. I think there's a much greater level of respect across competitors for sure. Yeah, the camaraderie is definitely bar none. That's what drew me into the sport, probably more than anything. I think I like the camaraderie more than I like the sport initially, and then the sport grew on me. Because you sure. times you do, you do, you kind of find that your your biggest uh, adversary or uh, out on the field is sometimes also your biggest cheerleader, which is yeah. awesome. Nobody wants an easy win. Because yeah. I mean, that's strongman. See, being yeah. being calling yourself the strongest man when you get an easy win is you know yeah. kind of defeats the entire purpose of the uh, the spirit of the sport, doesn't it? Exactly. You want to beat somebody at their best. Um, it yeah. makes a so, huge difference. Yeah. I, I, and I don't even think I was aware of it until I really got into the sport. What the camaraderie it was like. Like, even at, like, I still talk to um, guys that kicked my ass in the very first competition I did. Um, and they're still rooting me on. So it's, you know, and then you kind of build these relationships, but they don't necessarily go anywhere. Um, you know, as you know, one person may be out for a while, or one person may keep jumping the levels. Um, and we're still right there supporting you. Um, so I, th I think that is cool. Yeah, it really is just like a phenomenal rise to like see that, and it's great like seeing you arrive. And like, it is a good group of guys out there. Like, it was a nice like group of people to see and everything. So. Um, What's your next show? Are you going to train up for the – I know that you have the Shaw Classic coming up. Right. I do have Shaw. Um, don't have the events yet, but we'll probably base it off of last year. Um, let's see. I think from the last two years. So they're all at least within the same category. Obviously, there will be a couple modifications. Um, but we know we'll see a, a log. We know we'll see a hand-over-hand hand of some sort, most likely that car leg press. Um, unless we squat it instead, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but I may uh, I may trade some Worlds events. Um, just got a bunch of time before Arnold. Um, 
just in case I haven't heard anything. Um, may not hear anything, probably won't, but we're, we're going to do them anyway, just to just be on deck, just in case, um, you know, I, I may, uh, I may go down and watch too, because I've never been to a world's strongest man event. So, so I'd like to see in person, maybe get to test some equipment or something. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. That's a good, I mean, you know, I think, I think world's strongest man, probably more than any other organization is, it seems to be about networking and building those relationships. Um, Cause they want, I mean, it's an inner, it, it's a competition, but, but it's also sold as entertainment and they want people that are entertaining it. And, and I mean, showing them that you bring entertainment value and showing your character and getting those people, I think is a, uh, is a huge, huge benefit to getting uh, invited to a World's Strongest Man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, they get to make money somehow. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's also driving distance for me. So that makes it, you know, uh, a lot more feasible. It'll be different if we were talking about trying to get to the Philippines. But <laughs> you know, at least I can go drive down and watch for a couple of days at minimum. The Philippines has got to be so hot, though. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And two, you came in at the right time that you'll get to actually compete against Brian Shaw, which is nice for it being his last year. Yeah, that talk about an, an honor that's like, I, mean, I can't even fathom like what that means. Like, to really think about there and say that I'll be in Brian Shaw's last competition is un freaking believable. <laughs> it's like, I was, I was actually talking to Nick Best about it, and I was like, just, I, I don't know what's become of my life at this point where, you know, I, I, I get the, the honor of that because it's just, you know, only 15 other guys are going to get to do that, and I get to be one of them. So yeah. I'm, I'm lucky, and I got there in time because there'll be other, you know, uh, open class that will get to come up next year, but I'm here to sneak in right, right at the, la the last possible second. So um, I haven't fully digested that yet, but he – I, he he did release it right before the Arnold, so I'm like a little bit extra extra motivation for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be around though. Um, you know, still probably plenty of time to learn learn from you know his experience and and whatever. Um, you know, actually, it's funny. Uh, I competed at one of Brian Shaw's amateur shows way back in like eight, uh, 2012. And one of my biggest mistakes was not listening to the world's strongest man. He's like, it was on the Alliston. It was a max Alliston. And, and it was all caked up with tacky, right? It was just me and one other guy down to the last. And I don't remember what we loaded up to. It was like, doesn't matter. But he's like, you want to roll it over to the other side? He's like, there's less tacky there. And I'm like, no, this is working. Oh, of it just slid right off. Man. I'm like, and I walked away. I'm like, when the world's strongest man tells you, gives you a tip, you listen. Yeah, probably ought to roll it over. Probably ought to roll it over. <laughs> oh man! That's so yeah, great. I mean, he's gonna. I'm sure he's gonna be around. I mean, obviously, the oh, shot yeah. classic uh, doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Um, you gotta imagine he's gonna be making uh, appearances that world's strongest man for a long time to come. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, he'll as 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 I know will want to be around the sport still and you know, keep progressing keep helping the sport grow so i'm just happy to be a part of it you know yeah it, it's a good timing though of like to be here for brian shaw's last year and then half thor's coming back so you might get a chance to go against is, him that, some is, is that good timing or is it bad timing <laughs> if you hey we just talked about beating the best competing against the best i think it's good timing because you get to go i mean i mean he's definitely up there as as oh, yeah. uh, uh, one of the, I think the top three, uh, Big Z and and, uh, and Pujanowski, I think Thor is definitely uh, a top three world's oh, strongest yeah. man. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with all his Arnold's performances, with the, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so nope. hopefully, hopefully, I'll get to compete against him next year in the Arnold. But yeah. We will see. You have a real good future ahead of you. And definitely, I think, training well to be a good alternate, like, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because I know, um, did you talk to Kevin Ferris at all about being an alternate? Like, um, I No. Yeah. I've talked to Kevin a bunch, but not that, yeah. not that specifically. 
That makes sense. And everything. Because yeah, if, if oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I say, I if, it was, if it was closer to the shawl, then they don't want to worry about it. But I think it's a good opportunity to, because like there, there's some definitely some carryover, but train some things that I haven't trained in a long time, like um, the Zercher carries or a bus pull. Um, I've never actually done that one in comp. So we need to go see if I can find a dump truck at UD and uh, see if they'll let me borrow it for a couple hours, <laughs> pull it around a parking lot. Yeah. That makes sense. So what would your ideal, if you were to plan an event out, what would be your ideal five events? Max squat. Log for reps at about like 340 to 360 weight. Sandbag to shoulder or stone to shoulder. Notice that there's no deadlift event. Be <laughs> you know, I feel better about it. That, um, maybe, maybe there's just another squat event. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like, sometimes I they put in multiple pressing events. Why can't I have two squat events? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, then, all right. So we'll go log for reps and we'll go max axle. Clean it, clean and press. There you go. Um, and finger flip. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's two. always a fun event. Love watch. Fingers, man. We need singles more in in the in the weight class divisions. Yeah, I've only got to use it once at Americas, and I, like it was one of those things I, I never got to train on the actual one, and I'm um, just kind of getting to feel it out in warm ups, and I was like, it, it's a it's a clean, and and yeah. any, anything that's a clean for me, I, I tend to favor. So. Yeah, have those strong hips, that explosive power, because I think that was. Like looking at your athletic background, I think a huge part of strongman is like people think of it as static strength, but it really is like work capacity is everything, like explosiveness yep. and that work capacity. Re repeat power. Anybody can be powerful once, but you gotta be able to do it yep. over and over and over. Especially for two days. Yeah. Sounds sounds a lot awful lot like CrossFit. <laughs> Except not over a minute. It's not over a minute. It's not it's not for a five minute. Whatever they call it. Unless running. Only running if you need to go pick up something else on a loading medley. Yeah. Or biking or swimming or bodyweight stuff. The bodyweight stuff is the biggest problem. <laughs> I remember a few years ago seeing Martins do muscle-ups or like the pull-ups and everything. And I was like, that's always impressive to see someone over 300 oh, yeah. pounds too. Something like that. Did you get to meet Martins? Yes, I did very, very briefly. Um, oh yeah. Oh shit! He said congratulations to me and knew my name. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Dude, he's like, such a down to earth and just like, oh yeah. And and uh, God, what? How do I want to describe my my thoughts of Marty? I mean, he's like, I don't know, man. He's kind of a free spirited, just genuinely, just all around happy guy, man. I I don't know. I've always enjoyed, uh, you know, I've, I've always spent a little time around him a couple times at Clash, but it was always like, it was always a good time around, around Martins and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very genuine. It's very, not, very like, genuine. It's not a show he's putting on. He's just, uh, this is how he is. Great dude. Yeah. yeah, super great dude. That makes a big difference. Are you thinking about doing anything like creating a YouTube channel or trying to get into that content thing the way a lot of strongmen have been going? My my uh, my guy that runs a social media account wants me to do YouTube. Um, oh yeah, that's where I think you know being a full time strength coach, and I, I say part time strongman, just part time in terms of hours, but it's full time strongman with recovery and everything, um, and trying to do YouTube and stuff like that. It's not my favorite thing to do anyway. I'm really working on my social media on Instagram. I'm trying to get out there a little bit more, um, but I get a lot of help to get it where it is now. Um, you know, if if it was really called for it, the people really want it, maybe. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be able to post that often because I just, um, with work, it's just like, if, if it's uh, fall or spring semester, I'm pretty much busy at, at seven days a week. Um, summer or winter definitely opens up my schedule a little bit more, but um, we'll see. I may get forced into doing it. 
It, just that would be like all the breakdown of all the all the statistics and data and all the money that you can make doing it. <laughs> it's an astounding amount of money looking at some of those brand deals. I Dan was just asking me. He's like, "Well, like, I mean, Halfthor probably makes a decent amount of money on YouTube." It's like, no, that's like real crazy money. Halfthor and Brian Shaw's channels and Eddie are just like, it's a it's an astonishing amount of money. Yeah, but you gotta be good at it. Yeah, that's well, the hard thing. Like, they have like whole production teams behind yeah. them, right? They're not doing it by themselves. No. They've got, you know, uh, well, like Martins has Romark. Romark's right? amazing. Like, it's super amazing. Um, you know, Thor's got, I can't think of his guy's name, but I mean, they've got their little production team that goes and does all the filming and all the editing, right? They're not, they're just, they're just, uh, like I always kind of say on on this show, I'm just I'm just a talking head. John does most of the <laughs> most of the work. If we're honest, and uh, and that's all, and that's all you have to be, right? Just be, yeah. be a talking head. But you got to have that production team, and that's not always the easiest thing to find. I don't think. Well, I may have to start paying Kong because right now he's just doing it. The volunteer. I feel bad if I had him cutting up YouTube videos for hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe some more prize winnings and then we can then we can look into it a little bit more. Probably talk, a good investment. Yeah. yeah. Talk to the University of Delaware about getting their film film classes to help you out, maybe. Oh yeah. I guess get I, the, I could get I the could university students. Film. Like I bet I bet there's probably some college students out there who would absolutely kill to be that's able to actually a great idea. Help. Like make it, make yeah. it their project. Yeah. yeah. Like, just like record your journey up to the Shaw Classic. Like, yeah, I, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, that is hundred yeah, percent. Just go up to the professor and say, yeah, just tell him like I'm I'm open for whenever your students need a project. Come to me. Yeah, because like we we have every major like known the man on this campus, so I yeah. I can't imagine can't imagine there's not some creative filming or whatever yeah. it's called. In the very least, it's got to be an elective. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm pretty sure most of them, they have like, if you, a lot of them, they will have like amazing photography suites with like real good equipment and everything. So you can definitely like get some help there with like that real high quality production thing. So yeah. talk to the film people and the photography classes. Like That's, for, that's freaking perfect. Yeah. Why, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that's yeah. why we had you on the show. That's I was like, it. I need to ask him if he's talked to like college students. Because as soon as I heard you worked at a university, I was like, there are so many students who are just trying their hardest to like make get into that field yeah yeah because that's the main thing it's like i told darren he always he's like you do so much and i'm like I don't, i'm not really strong or anything i just understand tech and then like yeah and then these students these days like they understand so yeah. many things occasionally people ask me how i edit and it's like i feel kind of like a boomer talking to some people because i'm like oh i just use a basic thing like yeah i maybe have three layers and they're like oh you don't use like premiere pro and like all these like after effects so you definitely yeah. should because i think that would be a great free resource of like martin's finding Romark was like yeah just an amazing thing and people really enjoy it so it wouldn't be too much work on your part and stuff unless you get into like half doors like playing video games on twitch all day and stuff like that takes a lot of energy i mean yeah you know, I, I like to play video games i don't know if i'm good enough at them to twitch it but what's your favorite game series i i mix up i'm replaying red dead redemption 2 right now oh so good yeah i i, I was um there's not any new games out right now where I'm like, I got, I got to play this. Um, so I, I just kind of, I started that one in the winter and I've just been replaying the story, bringing one of the best games of all time, hands down. Yeah, that one, like, I love the first one was amazing. Just like oh, the yeah. world they do and just the storyline. Rockstar games, they make some amazing things. I feel like they kind of just wrote off on like Grand Theft Auto Five. They re-released it for like 10 years, it felt like. But, but they can Grand when the story's that good. Yeah, it's true. And there's so much versatility. Yep. So that's sure. always good. Yeah. So you could do something like that, just like Twitch stream whenever you play that. And if you have someone <laughs> good with social media, they could just clip it up and make it. And do we know that Thor is even good at the games he plays? That's true. Know. You never see his hands. It's just like <laughs> him, him reacting <laughs> on the screen. Oh, that's you hilarious. Could, could just have someone play it. I mean, I mean, he's, he's capitalized on that really well. I mean, he went and met some gamers in texas that yeah. that, that what, what 
what was that? There was like some kind of like contest or something. He said, if you get me X number of followers or something like that, I'll come visit you. And they, they exceeded it, I think. Yeah. And they were Isn't that the story, text. John? John yeah. probably knows it better than me, but yeah. Yeah. They were streaming out a big text and it was wild to see if I just happened to run into him. It's funny because I went there to train strongman events and I, I was like, man, I'm so sad that I missed half door. Like everyone there, like he's gone to the airport. He's going to Rome. He's definitely like, you missed him. He left hours ago. And then out of nowhere, I was doing sandbags over bar and I'm like, wildly out of breath because we we're just going head to head and suddenly someone runs in and was like thor's here thor's here and i'm That's like it. trying to catch my breath and trying to like gain my composure because so i was like i don't want to seem like a crazy fanboy and also be super out of breath <laughs> like oh my god i'm so glad i met you <laughs> so i tried to play it cool it was nice of like one of my friends Hodor was there with me, who's also six foot nine. And it was crazy to like stand next to the two of them and try to have a conversation. And I'm like looking at yeah. the I was like, just yeah. such incredibly tall is, people. Is Derek six nine, dude? Yeah. He yeah, he Derek is I've, insanely tall. I've competed with him before. I don't remember him being I know he's yeah. really tall, but six nines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the picture you see. It's like he's He's up there. But yeah, you should definitely, the social media thing makes a big difference. Cause I feel like sometimes that, like, that can kind of grease the wheels for invites and everything of like that presence. And it was just great seeing you of like, Andrew said it was great to meet you, by the way, with Kratos. He was like, he was so excited about oh, that. Like, he was like, man. yeah, he said you were big too. He was like, I did not expect Tom to be that big of like with the pictures and stuff. But yeah, it's nice that you're repping a, small business like that Andrew's oh, absolutely. Been great for the show. I, and he's been great to me um you know yeah. he, he was like one of the first people to ever reach out to me and I'm, I'm glad i got to hang on for a little bit so i do do what i can that makes sense um like do you look for sponsorships or how's that work with at this level have you started getting approached by more people um i have something in the works with uh one company um i am a sponsored mhp athlete um and it was really cool because we you know with how historic they are with strongman when you think of you know old um well not even that that many years ago i mean all the competitions all were in the mhp shirt um then i do work with strength lead as well as a um as a coach and athlete got a couple programs on there um make it easy for me. Um, if I do ever get more time, I look into like strong man, like one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but, but by the time I'm done with my day, I'm like, I've already coached depending on the day could be 250 athletes if I have all my teams. So it's like, uh, we're kind of, we're kind of done for the day. Time to play some Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. So, and it's great that your job is so supportive of that. Yeah. So I think that makes a huge difference. Makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Cause some people have like trying to be a full-time employee and do what essentially is a full-time job. You think yeah. training 16 hours a week, but also like, what do you do for recovery? Especially like this week, what have you been focusing on? Nothing. I haven't done any this week. Nothing. Just, just this week. This week is like my, okay, I can have a beer on Thursday and it's fine. Um, because I get in, in, in this in this such uh, competition mode, I like I, like I I didn't for this competition was the longest time I went like where I I didn't drink anything. I didn't have uh, my buddy was up here uh, like uh, January twentieth. I think he left, and after he left, I'm like that's I can't leave anything up to chance, even if it probably didn't affect my performance at all. Having a couple cooler lights, but. Um, I was like, I, I just can't, in my mind, I can't risk it. I can't, the, the Arnold meant so much to me. And I, it's funny on the live stream, they said, well, there's no pressure for Tom in a competition like this. And in my mind, it's <laughs> nothing but pressure because if I don't do well, then like, how do you get your foot back in the door? Because you can't with Arnold. Once you, once you max out the Arnold amateur, that's it. Um, yeah. I imagine somewhere with the Shaw, it's like if I, if I did shitty and then don't get invited back, I can't go back and do the show open. That'd be weird. I guess. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so, so to me, in my mind, there's more pressure because if yeah. somebody else, somebody else has a bad comp that's already established, they'll get invited back. It was just a bad comp for them. And then that happens to everybody, but you know, you don't want your first one to be a bad one. 
That's true. Because when they said that, no pressure, I was like, no pressure. He's just in front of all the best strongmen in the world and Arnold himself. Yeah, and he's like, the biggest like, in front of like band crowds in the world, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I mean, if any other show draws yeah. uh, even remotely the size of uh, of an audience that then Arnold does. Oh, it was insane, though. It was packed. Um, and I've been in front of large crowds before. But they're never, they were never looking at me on the football field unless I messed up really badly. Um, <laughs> so it's a little different when you're the only person up there and everybody's looking at you. Um, but try to use that energy in a positive way. Well, that makes a huge difference. And uh, you definitely did of like just pulling off a phenomenal performance there of for the deadlifts, trying to get better at that. Like what do you train specifically? Because you seem real strong off the floor everything do you do a lot of like higher 18 inch poles um, not a whole lot and more so with um like bands like a lot of banded deadlifts we don't spend a whole lot of time going from rack pulls mm -hmm. um did doing the like the 13 inch deadlift like um from like wagon wheels um i don't know i haven't found a lot of success with rack pulls like I spent like a the year doing like almost like exclusively rack pulls and it, it didn't help me that much. Um, lot lots of um, like box squatting that was the thing that I I hadn't done before. I started working with Dirks, uh, and then we started incorporating more box squats, um, which I found that helped me in that mid position a little bit more. Um, same thing with like good mornings stuff like that reverse hypers. Uh, Glue bridges, probably more glue. I hate, actually hate glue bridges. I don't like doing <laughs> arms, and I don't like doing glue bridges. Uh, but I've started to do a lot more of those. It, it is, I, it's weird because that's everybody's favorite thing to do, and I, I just like that's it's, it's like uh, we're hardly moving the bar, and it's. Um, well, sure, I can put seven hundred pounds on here, but I'm like just bouncing off the floor. It's not a big glue bridge guy, yeah. for myself. <laughs> That's a good stance, though. On the show, we've made very strong opinions about 18-inch deadlift. Is it's just not, it's yep. not the best deadlift. There. It's and bands really are where it's at. You're putting yourself in a different position too. That's kind of always been my argument. I, I mean, some people claim. I mean, do whatever works for you, I guess. But a lot, you know, some people claim that they have a lot of success from doing rack pulls. But I'm like, you're pulling from a different position. You're you're mechanically in a in a huge advantage to pull a lot more weight. I mean, if you're sticking point, if you're pulling from your sticking point, 100 to 200 pounds more than what you're sticking with, like, it's not really helping you get it, to the sticking point, is it? Like, yeah, it's going into your sticking point, not necessarily exactly. where you actually get stuck. It's creating um, the momentum to get through it, right? Right. Um, yeah, I think my my probably my success with squatting it makes it easier to get off the floor. I wish we'd do partial deadlifts, but like flip it instead of like, a high pole do like all right what's the way you can get off the floor i'd love that competition that will never happen but uh, i love deficits they they really are where it's at yes no, i like no. a, i like a solid deficit like a I, six eight inch deficit i'd much rather do that six all day to eight inches like under pole. your feet yeah under, you know, like, I, like, I like the bar near my toes it's like that least left us foot under it um trap yeah. bar trap bar depth trap bar is the perfect deficit thing to do Oh, it's, true. A, it's, it's a good well, one just like well, standing well, for plates. me I, I i consider trap bar squat yeah uh, if, you, if you set yourself it's all how, how you set it up in your hip position but um, yeah you know the trap bar deadlifts like the very very popular thing in college strength and conditioning nowadays because it's generally safe like it's the safest pull there probably is um but then if you go like high attention handle, to this john We've had this argument. <laughs> um, well, if, if you go with high handles, right, and you know a lot of athletes I work with are well under that six foot mark. I mean, you're 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 essentially doing a rack trap bar pull, which is about two inch two inches of movement. And like, oh, I can do seven hundred pounds. Well, that's great. You moved it like that far. Um, 
That almost sounds like a sumo argument, but I'm not getting into that. <laughs> sumo, we'll protect sumo on this show. We like uh, trap bars, and we'll protect sumo. I'm a huge fan of sumo. I I want to see more sumo in, in strong. <laughs> I just don't have the hip mobility. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it even if it was given the option. And there's yeah. people have my body weight pulling 100 pounds more than I am, so that's what I'm like. Yeah, fuck. No, I can't, I can't. I can't talk shit on sumo until I can. At least pull a thousand, I guess. That that's when I can talk shit on Well, the the remarkable thing is, like, I mean, I, I kind of agree that they're a little different lifts for sure. But but these guys, especially powerlifters that are pulling like a thousand pounds, over a thousand pounds with a uh, sumo now, everybody's trashing on them. And the reality is, is they're like Jamal Browner and Shane Hunt. They're huge uh, sumo pullers, but their conventionals also just insanely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's it would be like, do you argue that a thousand pound yoke is an unimpressive because you only got to squat it up that much? Like, so Super it's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 its own technique, and to be that powerful and that much of a outside normal position, I you know, it's something something I can't do. So I'm like, you know, more power to you guys if you can. <laughs> I yeah. look like a broken duck trying to sumo pool. <laughs> That's what we, it feels like, like a duck walk. That's also one of my least favorite yes. movements, trying to get that like waddle around with that position. So one thing I'd have to ask you, what do you think about a few years ago, Robert Ober said that you shouldn't deadlift unless like you're an athlete training for it. You should do like power cleans and stuff. So would you agree with that? Like that's why you would recommend you trap bar? You can't do power cleans unless you can pick up a bar off the ground, which is a deadlift, right? Like, so ideally, if I can progress, like if I'm progressing athletes to try to teach, I like actually full cleans. If I can get my group of athletes, if their training age is high enough to do it. Um, so like, you know, from the ground and like full front squat catch. Um, but if I'm starting from ground one, and like athletes have never done cleans before, they've never even touched a barbell because some of the sports I work with that will get athletes and like it's literally like this is a dumbbell, this is a barbell, believe it or not. Um, not not for football, it's more so, uh, and it's not, it's about 50 50 in some of the other sports, so they'll have very minimal experience. Is that you know, they also come from other countries where it's uh, not as used in um, field sports type. Uh, setting, but like, or, like you can't learn to do a clean if you can't front squat, and if you can't at least quarter front squat, or if you can't RDL, and if you can't RDL, or you probably can't deadlift. So it's like it's part of the movement to get there. Um, what you'll see is if like, like high school gets a bad rap because it'll be high school kids that are depending on where really what state you're in strength coaches that aren't qualified and they're they're ego lifting with the weight and there's no proper technique and then then that would lead you to to Obers's opinion on deadlift but it's a fundamental movement you need to be able to like it to do a clean you have to be able to deadlift at least to like sorry no, uh, if um, at least to that position, if you're doing hand cleans, you got to be able to do an RDL, or you 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 can't. Then you're, you're going to do a really shitty clean. Yeah, yeah. I, think I got out of Oberst's point though more than anything was is, is he 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 was kind of more along the lines of if you're not going to be like a competitive weightlifter, like doing the deadlift is to, is at a higher risk than there is to reward. Like the average person deadlifting, I think it was his kind of point was there's really no point in unless you're an athlete to, to really deadlift. Well, that's what I took away from it. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the ability to like, as a regular person being able to stiffen your trunk and maintain posture under load is important. And, and that's really what it is. You're just fighting posture. Um, so, but that's, you know, that's why I like it for, Field sports. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of it. I've I've also never been a, a general population person, so yeah, <laughs> I, I've never I've always been in something. So I, I, you know, 
what makes but sense. It's, you know, it's it obviously it has a lot of utility. Um, I think would apply properly. There's no question about that. The full cleans, the fact that you have your athletes doing that, I see so many impressive videos these days of football players being able to like drop under the bar, which is like that takes an astonishing amount of coordination. Darren occasionally will do like try to do the squat cleans and stuff, but I can't. That takes so much coordination and explosiveness. I've accidentally done a squat clean. <laughs> it's it's very much the ability to initiate force and then turn around and shut those muscles off so you can get underneath absorb the force and then reproduce the force again which is essentially yeah. football it um, makes sense why that would be good carryover get that explosive up yeah because it's one thing to be strong there's another thing to be coordinated but, and that's why you get you know sprinting and jumping especially for um, field sports is just as important because if you don't have the co coordination to reproduce that power, because we can all think of really good um, weight room athletes, but they were probably terrible on the field. And it really comes down to usually coordination. Brian Siders always comes to mind. Incredible power lifter, not a great mover because he was invited to I think the Arnold one year and, and world's strongest man. And you could just tell, I mean, he'd never really been, he'd never trained to move, right? And I'm not yeah. knocking the guy. He was an incredible powerlifter, insanely strong. Um, but but that lack of athleticism just didn't didn't carry over. Right? <laughs> and some people just doesn't. Um, but there, there, you know, there's ways to train that, just like there's ways to train anything else. And if you're not careful, you can train and do a bunch of cute shit on BOSU balls and all that crap that you see yeah. nowadays. <laughs> be a you can be a meme lifter and win all the all the uh, Zucker bucks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get get all that stuff. But yeah, I realize we it is past your bedtime. As you yeah, you look like you're getting tired, Tom. I try not to. <laughs> this was one of my four o'clock wake up days. So, oh uh, wow, yeah. So you've been up a good while now. But it's, uh, I'm hanging in there. This is better than well. I I, I don't know if you guys saw the the, the Hoover's podcast or not podcast. <laughs> the pillow talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, that that was my rookie bullying. I like to point out. Um, I didn't know what I was getting into. And two, that that was also it. Probably it was only started at nine thirty, but I was just like so tired. I like. Um, the <laughs> That's the funny part. When you told me that you have an early bedtime, I was like, to do an interview while laying in a bed or sitting in oh, a bed yeah. past your bedtime would just and be my late. voice was getting all raspy. I'm like, this is just, this is, I'm not, not good again in this interview. So all interviews can't be done right after the event and they can't be at nine o'clock at night. It's true. I was like, that's that's the Canadian version of like the best interviews are right after the event. Uh, I, I'm like a huge fan, especially on the big Z days. They, they ask me like, what 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 did it take for you to do this this event? Z, he's like, I strong, you know, I compete. I, I lift your chest and then I I push lift your chest. <laughs> I freaking love those interviews, man. Yeah. It's freaking great. Matush uh, does some good ones too. Where like they'll ask him like how he's so good at the frame carry, and he's like, I pick it up and I run with it. You're like, that's I didn't think that guy's so fast. He's like, he he gets straight to the point, man. He like you know, he says what he has to say, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. That he had a tough time at some of the things in the comp, but the fact that he could still do that frame thing, I was like. I was so shocked by that, that he still had the speed. And because especially, I mean, you did the event. Like, can you imagine being able to just sprint up there in eight no, seconds? I tried and it didn't work at all. Yeah. Which is crazy when sometimes he struggles with deadlifting. And I know it's a different movement, but like watching him like try it's to deadlift 800 pounds. Yeah. A trap it's bar. A trap bar. It's, it's all it is. It, it, he was surprisingly rotund and surprisingly agile man at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That agility is key. It's crazy. But I, I didn't know if you wanted to leave us with any thoughts or if we, we can go on longer if you want. I know that you <laughs> have to wake up in probably seven hours. We, we should probably wrap it up. I've got I've got uh, <laughs> prep to do for my my uh, morning as well. So 
Oh, you guys got to get closer? Yeah. And we usually leave it to, to the guests. So like, uh, I mean, tell us, uh, I mean, any final thoughts where people can find you on, on the socials? Um, yeah. You know, plug coaching if you got it. Um, and, we'll, and we'll close with that. Yeah. So, um, well, my, my Instagram is uh, Tom Evans Strongman. I do have a Twitter I use for like coaching stuff. I think it's uh, Coach Tom Evans. Um, you know, and I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, super excited. And uh, hopefully some more doors opening up and uh, we'll get to keep doing these big competitions and uh, get to talk to you guys soon. Yeah, it was a yeah. pleasure, Tom. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank, awesome. thank you guys. Film studies students out there, University of yeah. Delaware, hit this man up. Like, yeah, I'm, gonna I'm actually, gonna, I'm, I'm going to start working on that tomorrow. Yeah. No, thank yeah, you so I, much I, for coming. I need here. some creative writer students too. There you yeah, go. you you literally have a whole university at your disposal. Yeah, I was just, I was just freaking. What was I thinking? We'll we'll use that. <laughs> what if they have welding? That's gonna be the next thing I gotta find. Oh, yeah, thanks you. Yeah, go to the mechanical engineering building, man. That's where it's at. Perfect. Oh, they can make equipment for you as projects for school. Oh, this is this is a gold yeah. mine. That's what I, what I did when I was in college. Uh, that's what I did. I went to the mechanical engineering building. They actually like let me just use the the shop and the welder, and I just brought in my own materials and made my own logs. Oh, that's freaking brilliant! Yeah, it's awesome. That is. Thanks again for coming on the show. This was really wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Support us on Patreon or Anchor and find us on Instagram or Facebook.